0: You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network.
1: Pharmacy Podcast Nation. This is the host and founder of Pharmacy Podcast, Todd Yuri. Something interesting that is happening in pharmacies, number one, the changes that we're going through and how pharmacists' roles are expanding. And number two, the uh, constant um, resurfacing of the term functional medicine and how functional medicine is becoming a major focus in um, in healthcare. And I want to understand what that means. So I've brought with us one of a one of my uh, most favorite functional medicine pharmacists out there, Dr. Christine Manukin, who is a PharmD, and she's very well known. Her uh, podcast is out there called uh, Story, and we will have links to that. And uh, Christine, uh, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Todd. This has been an incredible opportunity to get the word out and connect, 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 and expand our... Knowledge and skills to everyone who's ready to receive it. So here we are.
1: Absolutely. i I'm excited to meet another pharmacist who refuses to sit on the sidelines, punching a time card um, and being upset with your uh, career. and if you know if you're a community pharmacist and you are happy in your community pharmacy role, which is so necessary and so important. Then I commend you and, and applaud you. But if you're if you're sitting in a role that you don't like, and that you're upset about, and that it's not fulfilling to you, but you're not making any changes, um, it's organizations like the Pharmacy Podcast Network and it's organizations um, like what Dr. Christine is doing that we want you to embrace and become part of. And that's exactly what you do, you coach pharmacists to really take them to another level in their career. So please tell our listeners a little bit about your background, why you've started this initiative to, to helping other pharmacists um, grow in their in their license.
0: Well, my story kind of goes back, taking ownership of my own health as number one priority. And being in the corporate America for the last 13 years and having incredible jobs, high intense stress level jobs, I quickly realized I was trading my health for creating the wealth and having those extra letters behind my name with fancy titles. And I remember myself finding in my doctor's office when I was 35 years old and a new mom of two being extremely burnt out extremely unhealthy, morbidly obese. And I just remember my doctor saying like, here's a pill. Go take this Lipitor, so he can help you with your cholesterol. You have to manage your stress somehow. You need to lose some weight. Again, no direction of what to do other than here's a pill. We need to fix your cholesterol. Otherwise you're gonna have a heart attack by the time you turn 40. So she was telling me in the next five years I was going to become a statistics. And I remember walking out of the doors, I was like, this is not what I wanted to hear. I think it was more of a reality check, like this is how bad it's gotten. And the first step I took that day was taking my health as my number one priority. I um, I resigned for my management position. I said, I'd rather be a staff pharmacist at this point because this extra stress is not helping me at all. And I remember just started searching what else is out there other than traditional medicine. And that's when I fell in love with functional medicine without even know what I was doing. However, I started like cleansing my body, detoxing, incorporating meditations for my you know, anxiety and stress and really taking ownership of like, what's causing this? Why am I so sick? And I didn't want to have like a little quick Band-Aid of what was given to me, which was the pill. I said, no, I have to find a better way and I did. It took a lot of time and guts to be open to understanding like this is, Legit. This is a real thing. It's not like woo woo stuff that we're talking about. No, it's real. And by doing that, incorporating functional medicine into my life, I released over 100 pounds. I became a bodybuilding fitness athlete, like stepping on stage as Wonder Woman. If you follow me on social media, you'll see my pictures from a couple of years ago. But what I understood was like, oh my gosh, food is medicine. And always, challenging your body to do more, to do better, because it's meant to perform at 100%. Just being like measurable every single day and being so burnt out, that's not normal. We need to feel good. And I remember I said, you know what, for my 40th birthday, I'm going to cross the finish line for my first marathon. And I'm so glad I did that because I know what's possible I didn't know all the answers, how I'm going to do it, but I just knew it was possible. And uh, during this like life transformation journey, I helped other people in my network, like over 300 other folks, mostly pharmacists, because that's my network, change their own health with nutrition and bringing in holistic medicine into their lifestyle. And then I was like, okay, here I am working full-time in my hospital, which is great. However, I'm also doing this health coaching thing on the side as a side hustle, which is incredible but there was something that was missing. I was promoting other people's businesses and products to get to the root cause of what's going on. And I remember coming across on podcasts, I'm a huge podcast listener because again, driving two hours to work every single day, I was like, I'd rather listen to podcasts, fill my brain with knowledge and experience versus listening to music over and over again. So I remember hopping on a podcast and hearing about nurse practitioner, how she created her own functional medicine practice. And I was like, she is doing exactly what I'm doing, except I don't have my own business, Uh except that I am, you know, partner with other companies who promote their products. Because again, we need supplements to like supplement our well being. But why wouldn't I be qualified to do that? Again, I was so skeptical of like, can pharmacists do this? that was my first question. And I remember like cold messaging her on Instagram saying, Hey, I just heard your podcast, your story. You're literally speaking to my soul because this year I want to like really have an exit strategy. I want to put in this, my health and wellness side gig to become as my full-time gig. Mm -hmm. I want to walk away from corporate. And I just didn't know what I was getting myself into because again, such a brand new space. And who knew after my investment with my business coach, two months later, pandemic is going to happen. And two months later, everyone is extremely stressed out too. Now we're all pivoting into online space, which was exactly what I was getting trained to do, creating my own online practice. And all of a sudden, everything kind of started making sense. And I remember having the conversation with my boss when I had to constantly ask for days off. Because again, my husband is a pharmacist too. He's a director of pharmacy. We both have crazy schedules with no childcare. Mm -hmm. So one of us had to stay home so the other one can go to work. And we were literally trading weekends and night shifts so we can be home with our kids Mm -hmm. and constantly asking for permission. I need to stay home. I need to day off. I need to give away my shift. And it kind of gets to the point of like, this is not worth it. This is not worth it. My family is my number one priority as we all have and love what we want to do and it was one of those moments I said that's it the time is now I no longer have to choose between family and career what I've been building during this global pandemic and launching my own practice like I'm going to take this to the next level and thought it was one of the scariest decisions that I made to turn in my resignation to turn in my two-week notice but it kind of felt like this huge weight got off of my shoulders i was like i could finally breathe it's hard to explain it you just have to feel it yep. i just remember like on my last day walking out the doors i was like oh my god i've been driving here for the last 11 years literally spending two three hours in my car which was more time i was spending in my car than i was spending at home as a as a parent and that was just my breaking point. I said, "This, I'm so glad I made this decision. I'm so glad I'm doing this now because there's never gonna be a perfect time. There's never gonna be a perfect opportunity. The world is not gonna be all beautiful. You have to create those opportunities. And my husband thought too I was crazy. My own husband, he's like, don't do it. Why are you leaving your job? You're crazy. People are losing their jobs and here you're walking away. I said, babe, you don't understand. <laughs> What I'm creating, what I'm building is a movement. I want to bless other pharmacists to create their legacy so they don't have to choose between family and career. What I experience, my I'm on a mission to help like 20 to 30 pharmacists every single year to have an exit strategy when their time is right because we all deserve it. We're very qualified to do what we're doing. Other professions are already doing it. Why not us? So it's time for us to wake up.
1: <laughs> right. That's great. What a what a success story because I went through the similar thing when I left my my wife says your real job to, you know, to to do this publication and supporting pharmacists and in this change, in these changes that are that are taking place to the healthcare field. And there are so many pharmacists that don't want to be in their roles right now as they are. They want to do more um more clinical driven, more consultation with patients and not feel like uh they're churning out six hundred a thousand, you know, two thousand prescriptions a day. They wanna, they wanna be more about the patient and less about the transaction. So your um your life change reflects kind of the the desire of our industry and the desire of, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of pharmacists that are out there. Functional medicine is um it's, it's still obscure to me because I don't understand it as much, but there was a study that I just read this morning before our interview that said that the Cleveland Clinic researchers found that functional medicine-based uh, shared appointments improved patient outcomes as compared to the care delivered in individual appointments. So they're having people come together as groups to um, study how functional medicine can impact health and the retrospective cohort study, which was conducted between March 1st, 2017 in December of 2019, it included 2,400 patients. And of those 2,400 patients, there were 226 group appointments and there were 2, 2,229 individual appointments. And the patients were um, were very involved in their health afterwards more so than not going through a functional medicine coaching um, program so this is telling me if if the cleveland clinic is putting um, time and effort and money into researching functional medicine that there's there's something to this so why are pharmacists why do you believe pharmacists are are positioned to be functional medicine coaches
0: Number one, we went to this profession to help someone, right? And I'm, I'm so glad you're actually talking about Cleveland Clinic because one of the pioneers in functional medicine space, Dr. Mark Hyman, I've been following him for several years and listening to his podcast, just learning from what's out there, right? And But we as a profession too, like we don't understand how much skill and experience we have been given but we do not feel like we are worthy enough to do this. For example, as a pharmacist in retail, which we're talking about, they walk up to us all the time and ask us, hey, I have this cough, what can I do? What should I take? I have this allergies, what's an alternative? We're giving constant advice 24/7, without additional pay. Okay, without additional pay, because again, that's part of our job, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? But also, if you're working in a store and they only have certain limited products, you're not knowledgeable about like knowing what else is out there outside of your store. And you're technically going to recommend what's in front of you. So again, it also limits you of recommending things that's in front of you because patients in front of you and they're gonna go to check out like the next aisle, but not knowing the power that you have in your fingertips and having access to the online space which is so brilliant, brilliant, and knowing what else is out there, like in addition to like the quick fixes that we can provide. And also as a pharmacist, too, we are really good at finding like the root cause without really diagnosing. You know, we're not really trained to diagnose. And as a functional medicine practitioner, that's not what we're doing. We already have someone that's coming to us, let's say for with a migraine headache but they're just so tired of taking a damn pill and it's not working, they're having more side effects and their doctor is just like, you know what? It's just migraine, here it is. You know, We might do some sort of like brain scans every like year just to make sure there's no tumor and that's it. They're not really listening to like what is causing this headache. But the minute you put in the functional medicine lens on and you're looking at this individual, let me tell you, most of the migraine headaches are reversible because it all starts in the gut maybe offering them to do like a food sensitivity test to see if there's any foods in your body that you're eating that you're not allergic to, however, you're highly sensitive to, and your body is reacting to by inflammation that's causing the headaches, let's fix your gut first. Let's look into that. Let's use food as medicine and take out those foods you're sensitive to and now your migraine is gone. So really looking into the body as a whole, but yet we also understand medicine. So if somebody is giving us medication, we can also you know, understand there are some medications, most of the medications, I wish that some, cause nutrient deficiencies too. So having a free database, you can hop on and type in the drug that your patient's taking and see what nutrients they're deficient in. And what they're experiencing as a side effect is actually nutrient deficiency. And this is something that a lot of us don't know about because we don't even talk about it. However, most people go day by day without realizing what's what's their silent killer. Because they're not being exposed to whether their practitioner doesn't believe in functional medicine or they're not trained, or they just don't have this opportunity to speak with someone in a retail space, for example, but has that functional medicine lens. And they are doing site like training and listening to podcasts or things like that. So they can recommend, hey, here's a quick fix for now. Like, let's say go take this, like, a leave for your headache for now, for example. But what I will you know, tell you, like also look into using essential oils for your headaches. Also using like baths or whatever it is, give them options. So it's not just like, here's a pill and go, good luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give them options. And I know we have a long way to go, it's going to take time. It's really going to take time for us to feel comfortable to talking about herbal remedies and you know, a f- holistic way of he- healing our bodies. It's going to take time, but it's, the time is now. Now more than ever, everyone's looking for alternative medicine.
1: It really seems that, that this is taking off. There's an entire article out there by mindbodygreen.com. And it's on um, what they call superfoods as the mm-hmm. one of the main components of functional medicine consultancy, um, saying that blueberries, avocados, pomegranates, um, these healthy ingredients incorporating into your body to give um, the difference in in people having hair loss and people having allergic reactions to certain preservatives and other foods and things that are antioxidant driven. And it makes sense to me to to think that nature could provide us with, you know, a different um, different way of living than some of the um, the constant um, sugars and additives and preservatives that are in our processed foods. So it it makes absolute sense to me. I I think that the combination of the modern science of medicine and medications in the hands of pharmacists combined with a functional medicine approach is the ultimate combination because you can you can help to titrate a patient off of a medication that you see as a starting point which to get them stabilized uh, maybe even with like high blood blood pressure mm-hmm. or or something but then going back to the knowledge that you're going to continue to collect based on what food can do or ingredients or or um, certain vitamins or or even certain herbs or something that's in nature to really combine that. Do you think that functional medicine will become a subset or become a channel that pharmacists can become certified in? And is there a certification out there right now?
0: Yes, yes, and yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm just going to give, like, a quick little, like, um, example, too, as so you're talking about preservatives, and that's something I never really thought of much about till I did my own food sensitivity test because it tests like about 400, like, um, you know, food and supplements and things like that. And I was highly sensitive to one of the most common preservatives that was in my toothpaste, in my deodorant, in my shampoo, in my uh, oils and like, you know, all the creams that I'm using on my body every single day. But I just had no idea that, just because it's topical, it's not going inside our body that we don't have to pay attention. And once I got the results, I was like, oh my gosh, I start reading all this little fine print that's on every, all of these products and understand like, this is why I feel so inflamed. This is why I have low energy. This is why I just was kind of like moody and like not feeling good. You know what I mean? Because I was fueling my body with this garbage without realizing it's hurting me. Okay. But yes, functional medicine, holistic health is going to be the new standard of approach. Yes, there's space for traditional medicine. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely space, but I feel like traditional medicine is more reactive medicine because you already got sick and now there is like, okay, what can we do to fix you for now till we are able to like get rid of it. Right. Eventually functional medicine is actually being proactive. So you don't get to that point. Imagine if I had functional medicine in my own personal journey, I would not have been morbidly obese, high cholesterol, high stress, you know, insomnia and all this stuff, I would have been better. (laughs) So I don't even have to get to that point. You know, you said high blood pressure, diabetes, one of the most common ones we can reverse. So our, you know, patients with diabetes, they don't feel like, oh, well, I just have diabetes. This is it for the rest of my life. Like, no, no. Don't get to the point when we can't fix you anymore. You have all these complications. Take action now and reverse it. And yes, definitely there is space for that. And right now, functional medicine is not a standardized profession. If you want to say it, it's not because doctors are doing it, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, chiropractors, that any clinician any health coach without even any clinical degree, they are doing functional medicine. And there's a lot of programs that do offer certifications. However, I'm personally enrolled in School of Applied Functional Medicine, SAFM. And I literally just finished my first year. We'll be taking my um, you know, exam sometime in June as I'm getting prepared for that. And I'm enrolled on the second semester as well, too. So yes, there's programs out there that give you certification. However, right now, you don't need to go to a school to get that piece of paper certification because nobody's regulating that. Because there's different classmates, different levels of backgrounds going through this program. And also, there, you know, I have some classmates in my school. They are just human beings, like no clinical background. They're enrolled in the school so they can actually take care of their own health. Because they can't afford going seeing, let's say, a functional medicine doctor at this point. And they're like, you know what? Let me just learn more for their own health, for their own well-being. So people are really tuning into using this like as an option, but at some point, this is gonna be the primary (laughs) requirement. You know, my one of my biggest missions that I'm on the mission to do is to provide. Uh, Virtual rotations for our functional medicine for our P4 students, and you know I currently have two students right now. Nothing official, you know, through the board of pharmacies and schools and stuff. But again, starting somewhere and creating a movement. So educating our you know P3s and P4s. This is an option for you when you graduate school, and hopefully at some point we'll have some, you know, legislations that allowed us to become like you know actual providers and maybe offer certifications when it comes to being board certified as well too why don't we have board certification functional medicine? There's right. a lot of pharmacists who are going in that direction, but we should also create our own. So we can say this was you know, board certification from our pharmacy folks, and this is what they're doing. So yes, it's coming. We're like the little unicorns, the pioneers in this movement, but it just makes me so excited that more people are open to learning of what's possible, which is really cool. <laughs>
1: And what's ex- also exciting as I was preparing for this interview, I read about Promise, the patient reported outcomes measurement information system, which was also part put together by the Cleveland Clinic. Yep. And practitioners helped to build that functional medicine evidence-based findings. And this is a report that came from the Institute for Functional Medicine. And really, it went into saying that the effort in building a functional medicine evidence-based background for long-term strategic goals is to uh, category and to build categories to facilitate that research into effectiveness as well as the cost-effectiveness of functional medicine versus traditional medicine, based on some of the barriers that are there with um, with some of the um, the ways that. Functional medicine uh, pulls out allergic reactions to things, and the the world of of not of being prescribed a medication that may not work for you, which really makes me even think of uh, how pharmacogenomics can be embraced by functional medicine to test a patient that has been prescribed a medication. A pharmacist doing that test and and working with the physician to say, "Hey, listen, um, we're we're." you know, our patient is on six medications. Two of them are, have been flagged by the FDA in a list of medications that are traditionally, um, you know, 50% of the people that are prescribed aren't absorbing these. Let's run a a PGX test to ensure that they're going to be able to break down and, you know, make sure that the efficacy of the medication is there. And then, and then back in your functional medicine strategies and, and processes. So I think there's, a multitude of things that the functional medicine approach can bring to the table that can really help the consultancy side of pharmacy expand within your own communities. And can you give our listeners, if they're listening right now and they're interested in starting um, functional medicine, I would say let's walk and jog before we run. And what are some of the steps that a pharmacist could take to employ a functional medicine approach, even in their own communities?
0: Yes, and number one is to make a decision. This is what you wanna do. (laughs) As simple as it sounds, everything starts with a decision. Wanting to do something is not the same as deciding. So if you're listening to right now, if hopefully we added some value into your life, some excitement to get you going, Decide today and claim and put it on paper and just say, I am a pharmacist. However, I'm integrating the holistic health functional medicine into my own practice. Just write it out, own it and say it and get used to saying that, that you are as you're learning yourself, but you're also at the same time teaching others what's possible too. And I think this is one of the biggest things, so as a you know as a pharmacist, we went to school for so many years to learn, 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 then apply. Get a job, then apply your skills. What I'm teaching right now is you learn and you apply simultaneously. You don't have to wait till you have all the answers in the world to apply those skills. And if you're doing that, you're doing someone a huge disservice because someone in front of you needs to hear what you have to offer. And in functional medicine, honestly, more you know, you feel like you less you know. Trust me when I say that. More you keep reading, you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I said this to someone else too. But let me tell you, everything that came out of your mouth and you recommended to someone is making them feel a hundred times better than before they saw you, right? So number one, make a decision, and number two, understand what's out there in front of your fingertips. Like you said, like, what's my next step? Mm -hmm. I listen to podcasts. I was listening to Dr. Mike Hyman, like literally every single day, two to three episodes. I follow him on social media as well, too. I'm on his newsletter. I was feeding my brain without wasting additional time. Whether I'm at home folding laundry or cooking dinner, I'm like constantly listening. I'm not saying like, oh, I got to set aside time to do this. And that costs absolutely nothing. It's not costing me time. It's not costing me money. It's free. So just even start simple steps of like, where can I tune in? Who is it that I align myself with that you would like to follow? You gotta like them first of all. <laughs> you can't just follow someone just to follow someone. You have to like enjoy the way they're teaching, the way they're you know delivering their constant, like the knowledge and skills. And also the step number two and number three is surround yourself with people who are already doing this. Because as a community, everything is possible. But if you try to figure things out by yourself, It's gonna take you forever. You're gonna get so overwhelmed because there's so much information out there. And you're just gonna say, you know what? This is not for me. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't have either a mentor or a best friend or someone that you know is already doing that and you can learn from them. And learning from other people's mistakes is what's gonna save you lots of time and money. And time specifically, which is the most valuable asset that you have. Yep. So yes, get yourself out there. If you're on social media, follow some of the pharmacists, they are doing this, learn from them, watch what they're doing. And also be bold to ask them, you know, tough questions like, hey, what's been one of the biggest challenges in your practice? It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask those questions. There is nothing, you know, we don't have to be like, oh my gosh, I can't ask those questions because they're gonna think I don't know anything. Again. Be open to have that communication with other people, because again, we as a clinician, we want to help others too. You know what I mean? I just don't know how I'm going to help if you don't ask me how I can help you, right? So it's okay to ask for help, which is, I know, really hard in our, <laughs> in our profession. We always want to figure things out by ourselves, even though it's going to take us forever to get the answer. It's okay, you guys. This is brand new. Learn from one another. We have so many Facebook groups also, like for functional medicine pharmacists. Again, social media is free, it's in front of you. Listen to podcasts, like I mentioned, You know, tune in and surround yourself with people who are doing it. And just understand what's possible if you bring this into your practice. So if you're a retail pharmacy owner, how can I have this as part of my practice? You know, especially if you keep hearing your patients come day to day saying, "Man, I'm so tired of taking this." You know, you know, my autoimmune medicine is number one, costing me so much money. You know, I'm still not controlled. I'm still having flare ups. Whatever it is, imagine if you offer them some solutions, saying, "Hey, let's take a look and what's causing your autoimmune. What can we do to help you?" They will be so grateful knowing that you also have options for them. You know. So there's always a space to bring into your practice, depending what you're doing and where you practice.
1: So, have you heard of the uh, in the Institute for Functional Medicine?
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely, IFM is one of the uh, schools that I was also looking into. And for me, the reason I ended up choosing to go with SAFM, the School of Applied Functional Medicine, is that the way they teach their courses. So IFM is more structured in blocks and you have to kind of put that weekend away or four days away to like study in blocks. And I was like, I have a full time job. Pandemic is happening. I cannot commit to having those days off. My boss is not going to allow me to have a weekend off to like personal growth. Are you kidding me? I could not commit to that. And that's why I really decided to go in with SAFM because also the cost too, it's one third of the cost, but the way they're teaching is more of applied knowledge. And at this point, we're we're good at like reading stuff. We can read on ourselves. I want someone to teach me how to apply this new skills that I just learned. And that's how I learn. And that's why I personally chose to do this um, school over at IFM because again, I can go on my own time. There's no real block schedules. I can go as fast as I want, as slow as I want. And you just take your time. And really learning more applicable skills. Like if I have a patient in front of me, they're complaining about this. What is that telling me what I should be looking at? Versus learning like the clinical content, you know, through IFM, I'm like, I want to learn more case-based presentations, you know? And yeah. that's, again, my personal approach, so.
1: <laughs> Great. So how many... Um- How many patients, how many clients do you think you need to, and I know this is obscure, but I'm just trying to get an idea for our listeners. How many do you think private clients would you need to build a business where you could sustain what is the average income for a pharmacist within the United States?
0: So I teach two models. One is one-on-one high ticket clients. And what I mean by that is this is more of like a concierge services. So when okay. your client signs up with you and they're with you for the next six months, by the way, functional medicine is hard to tackle down in one month. That is not realistic. You should never be in business for one month coaching services. You, you, you're not going to help them and they, they're not going to see results. I guarantee you. Minimum three months, six months is the standard. And if you dealing with someone with let's say autoimmune or anything that's more complex a minimum of one year of transformation okay. and depending on how you know how your program is set up so for my personal services for six months i charge thirteen thousand dollars this includes lab testing which is very expensive okay. very expensive just the labs alone that I'm running for my clients is costing between like two to four thousand dollars. Okay, Okay. so again, take home is a little bit different than what we're charging. But again, we're in the business of cash based, there's no reimbursement, there's no billing insurance, I don't want to deal with that. These are cash based services. Okay. Also, there are some folks that that I'm also teaching this in my, uh, you know, in my group too. like, also having the, not only the one-on-one clients, the VIP services, but also offer group setting, like you talked about, Todd. There is a power of being in a group of people who are going through the same transformation together. Mm-hmm. Number one, accountability. They show up. They're learning from one another. Now they become their own best friends, and they're you're creating a community vibe. So people who are in more of like a semi-private space, you know what I mean? You charge them a little bit less because again, it's that one hour you spend with them, but you might have five people in the group, right? So again, this is how you can not only scale your business, but also have an opportunity to create something that is... You know, I don't want to say more affordable, but it's someone that you you know really needs your services, but they're not ready yet to invest. You know, tens and thousands of dollars. And as a pharmacist, I know we're extremely undercharging because my colleagues that I was mentioning about, you know, the chiropractors and you know NPs and you know MDs, they charge between fifteen thousand to twenty-five thousand dollars for six months of services because again, they can prescribe. They're used to charging, and that's what you know makes us different from you know, we we have time to get there. But if you have like ten to fifteen high ticket clients, okay, that you're working with one on one, along with let's say like two or three group sessions per year, let's um you know every like four months you have a new group coming on board, you're set for life. I was actually doing the math. I said if you work sixty hours a month, you are making multiple six figures in your business.
1: Great. That's awesome. That's good to hear. And I want i want pharmacists that are listening right now to reach out to you. It's part of the reason that I'm glad that you've joined the Pharmacy Podcast Network because we want to use functional medicine as a way of changing the game for pharmacists that want to build their own practices. And there's going to be other things that we're going to on go uh, with you and test out with you that are um, tools, uh, that, that consultant pharmacists should be looking at. Um, I'd also like to encourage those that are listening that want to participate in a mastermind organization for pharmacists, helping pharmacists to kind of build their practice in the geographic areas that you're in to reach out to Christine and, and ask for her assistance and help. Um, I think there's special, um, Verticals within functional medicine, I could see pharmacists focusing on pediatrics, focusing on people with diabetes, focusing on people that are geriatrics or, um, you know, senior care, um, focusing on people with cancer, mm-hmm. focusing on, you know, people under high stress. So I think there's, I think within functional medicine, Christine, there's even verticals that could be built for pharmacists yes. to, um, who are attracted to a certain subset uh, of patients. Uh, what do you Absolutely.
0: think? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, Todd. Absolutely. That's actually one of my biggest missions, you know, within my academy to have a 10 pharmacists who have their own specialties within the group. Okay. Again, my practice is based on my personal story. You know, I'm focusing highly on full body detox, energy, stress, weight loss, that's my story, that's what I'm passionate about, that's what I know the most about okay. because of my own personal journey. However, we talked about pharmacogenomics. Two of my pharmacists in my group, they're actually doing pharmacogenomics in addition to their diabetes clinics they're uh, creating. One of my clients, she's focusing on autoimmune because of, again, her own personal health. And like you said, there's just so many subsets. And one of my goals is you really have, you know, coaches within the academy too. So they are the master trainers within the academy. So if someone wants to go with the PGX route, they're like, okay, perfect. Go speak with so-and-so. We'll have the lectures on this day. Make sure you hop on and ask questions. It's like you, you're entering a buffet. You pick and choose like where you want to go first. You want to go with the seafood aisle, the, the dessert, which is my oh. <laughs> favorite. Uh-huh. Or you want to go straight to the salad if you're trying to be like, you know, like on the, you know, eating healthy budget, whatever. Right. So you decide which route you want to go. There's just so many opportunities, but I always tell people like start somewhere and you're starting somewhere. Your first step is looking into your own health, your loved one's health, and see how can I help them? How can I help myself? So now I can actually share my story with other people, and they I can start like slowly but surely add in more stuff, add in more stuff. You know, one of my biggest things is to become an expert in reversing autoimmune, specifically fibromyalgia, because of my mom's own health.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I see, you know, I see her with you know deteriorating every single year, and she's so young; she's only sixty years old, but she is just in massive pain as much as we're controlling it, we're, we have not reversed it. And I know it's going to take time. And that's what I was telling you. Like, I've been working with my mom for almost a year now. It's going to take time to reverse it. But I want to be the voice for other like folks with autoimmune saying like, you know what, you don't have to just settle with waking up in pain every single year, every single day, there's an options for you. And that's something I'm learning too, as I'm trying to help my mom is my first client, you know, in the fibromyalgia space, you know what I mean? So so many opportunities. And yes, like more, you're going to learn more people you're going to be exposed to. You're going to say, oh my gosh, you finally kind of find your niche at some point, but you've got to have to start somewhere. <laughs> wow. Take the baby steps.
1: Well, we're glad that you've joined the, the network. We're going to help to get your messaging out and, and get your programs out. Functional medicine has always been an interest of, of mine and, and what this can do for my own life. Um, I'd actually like to, um, to, to try out certain uh, programs myself, but if you're listening and you want to learn more from Christine, her information will be in the show notes, um, but what's an easiest way to reach out to you, Christine?
0: The easiest way would be if you're on social media, follow me on LinkedIn, Dr. Christine Manukin, or um, my website too. And you can book a complimentary 15 minutes with me just to see if this is the right path for you, whether it's for business, whether it's for your own health. It's just one-stop shop, drchristinemnookin.com. Again, I am available. Email is probably the worst way to get hold of me. <laughs> I don't like to check emails. So if you want to really get hold of me, check through my website, book a complimentary call. I'm here for you to help you and serve you. I just want to make sure I'm delivering what I can to make an impact in your life. So if you're ready, let's go. That's let's get awesome.
1: started. <laughs> well, we will blast this interview out. If you hear um, Dr. Christine, please share this uh, interview um, with, with other pharmacists, other pharmacy technicians, other community pharmacy owners that want to um Really adopt that functional medicine approach. I think it's big, and I think it's going to help pharmacists um, uh, become consultants and and build their own practice. And then also the community pharmacy angle, where a mm-hmm. community pharmacist could uh, reach out to you, Dr. Christine, and ask, you know, hey, we want to build this into our our community pharmacy
0: absolutely and i know more retail stores are doing it i was sharing this with my colleague the other day you know there's write it that's coming up in my mall in my city in glendale california on the first floor and it has this huge letters there's they're not open yet but it says write it coming soon and then there's huge letters saying where holistic remedies meet traditional medicine so here is write it in the center of a mall on the first floor all glass windows and what are they bringing i have no clue maybe it's a wellness center who knows what it is but let me tell you everyone is pivoting even retail big chains they want to stand out yep. so why not you as a pharmacy owner bring this into your practice already because you're the boss you can you can control everything you don't have to ask corporate for any permission You're the boss. You're the CEO of your company. So bring whatever you feel like it's appropriate and your neighbors, you know, your neighborhood needs at this point. Because there's always a space for you. So
1: (laughs) absolutely. Well, we're excited you've joined. Um, We'll be hearing more from you. We're gonna have you back um, every month, giving us some insights and tips and coaching, and bring on other people to interview so that we can really dig down into this. I'd like to be interviewing. Dieticians, physicians, uh, nurse practitioners. Um, I'd like to really uh, mix this up and and make this show uh, successful in helping pharmacists to level up.
0: Absolutely. And that's my whole network too. So I'm really excited. Again, my training was other nurse practitioners and physician assistants. So we're going to bring you so much value. Other professions are doing it. It's time for us to show up too. Thanks Todd for having Thank me.
1: You. Thank you all listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Please reach out to Dr. Christine Her information will be in the show notes, her LinkedIn, as well as her Instagram and Twitter and her website. And as always, I thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation.